0: Energy is a huge problem in Haiti. The country has almost no conventional energy sources, so millions of Haitians rely on charcoal to cook their food, and that has led to massive deforestation. A couple of years ago, we reported on an innovative project in Haiti to start replacing charcoal with cooking briquettes made of recycled paper. Reporter Amy Bracken has this update. It started as an idea for helping to save Haiti's beleaguered forests, clean up a filthy Port-au-Prince neighborhood, put people to work, and reduce gang violence. It was an ambitious project, centered on a single, humble product. It was a recycling center in a dense and troubled neighborhood of Port-au-Prince that produced cooking fuel from compressed paper. Hundreds of youths were hired to clean up trash and bring it to the center, where paper waste was processed into briquettes. The project was set up by the United Nations Development Program, or UNDP. The hope was to offset some of the demand for charcoal made from trees, which was ravaging Haiti's forests. And it worked, for a while. It even gained international attention from the likes of Bill Clinton. This could be done in every neighborhood in Port-au-Prince. It could be done in every city in Haiti. And if it were successful, it would sweep the poor urban areas of the world. I visited the plant in 2010 really just a big warehouse in the Carfoureuuy neighborhood it was bustling with workers pushing wheelbarrows of trash in one end and white paper briquettes the size of hockey pucks out the other but two years later well the lock gate tells the story <laughs> Jean Clairville was the center's security guard. He says late last year, someone from the U.N came and closed the doors, saying the project had failed. The, uh, the the briquettes. Everything, everything, everything. Since then, Clairville says, "No briquettes have been made. He says he has no work and the neighborhood is dirty again. It's a common lament here.. Vladimir Jean-Baptiste ekes out a living making sandals. He says he and his neighbours felt like there was a change in Haiti when they saw the young people working. Now, he says, people are back to begging for money. No one disputes that the programme worked well. The initial goal when it was launched in 2006 was to help tamp down growing gang violence. The UNDP's Laura Sheridan says it succeeded in that and much more but she says the economics were always dicey. As it went on, um, it sort of became evident that this is OK just now, we're paying the, the wages for these people to work, to clean their community, is very good, but how can that be a long-term solution? The hope was that the sale of the paper briquettes and other recycled materials would cover the salaries of the workers. But that didn't happen. Even with free raw material, the new fuel was just too expensive to compete broadly with dirt-cheap charcoal. No, I say, pay, pay. Ah, OK. So, oh, okay. okay. Father Gilbert Peltro, the headmaster of a local Catholic school, says he's seen this happen before. <inaudible> Peltro says he remembers when something called Bip cheri came on the market. It was clean propane gas, he says, and it was subsidized so people could afford it. But then the subsidy ended, and everyone went back to charcoal. For a while, this time, Peltro's school used the recycled paper briquettes to cook students' lunches. They were a big customer. But since the factory closed, the school has had to go back to charcoal, which doesn't sit well with Father Peltro. It's the responsibility of both the government and those who want to help Haiti to get together and find a way to provide this service, Peltro says. The UNDP's Laura Sheridan says the agency still hopes to find a way to revive the project. She says it's turned the factory over to the government of Port-au-Prince, but the project has been slow to get traction with the city. The mayor has changed three times in Port of Prince since the start of this year, so we're following up with them constantly. For the moment, we don't have any funds and we don't have a project team working on it. I couldn't reach anyone from the mayor's office or the sanitation department to talk about the project, and the Minister of the Environment cancelled several scheduled interviews. But Haiti's former Environment Minister, Yves-André Wainwright, was willing to speak. He says the recycled paper briquettes and other alternatives to charcoal could be made to work with a simple change in national policy. The government must make charcoal less competitive, Wainwright says. He advocates a tax on charcoal, which could make alternatives like the recycled paper briquettes more economically viable. Sister Yola Norelus, an administrator at St. Gerard School, agrees that the fix really could be that simple. It's about means, Norlu says. As soon as it's affordable, everyone will adapt to the new fuel. The briquettes are better for them. And it seems that just about everyone agrees that the community-based recycling program to produce the new cooking fuel was a great idea. What seems to be eluding decision-makers is how to make it last. For The World, I'm Amy Bracken, Port-au-Prince. Amy Bracken sent us pictures from Haiti. Among other things, you can see how charcoal is sold on the streets of Port-au-Prince, at the world.org.